This is an LTD Entertainment presentation. Welcome to Brian C. Pusey's Safe Haven Podcast, where our aim is to encourage, enhance, and advance you to the next level on your Christian journey. We're prayerful that you'll stick around and listen to the message that God has for you, delivered by yours truly, Reverend Brian C. Pusey. The door is open. Let's go in together. Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Brian C. Pusey. want to wish you all and your families a merry, merry Christmas. Yes, today is Christmas, and we're going to have a special service today. It's going to be awesome. The name of the sermon today is Miracle on Our Street. That's right, Miracle on Our Street. Going to be coming from a good scripture, a very prophetic scripture. Um, believe that today's message is timely, especially for this time of the year. Because today is the day that the Lord has made. And this is the day that we rep- we recognize as the Lord's birthday. So, wishing Jesus a very happy birthday spiritually. Now, we may never know which actual day was his birthday. But today is the day that we recognize. So, therefore, today, December 25th, we're recognizing Jesus' day. So, I'm saying happy birthday to the big brother. Big brother. Yes, sir. So, without further ado, I want to thank everyone for listening and and or watching every program um, up until uh, for the past few weeks. Uh, Advent season, we've gone through uh, many scriptures, trying to dig deep uh, to try to have us dig within ourselves, uh, not only to be keeping awake, uh, but also to not be afraid to confront your your issues or your or your situations and also as for, like last week we talked about maintaining our inner peace so today is going to be about miracle on our street and uh, we're going to be coming from scripture it's going to be one verse so therefore it's not going to be hard it's going to be coming from isaiah that's right one of the prophets isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 I'm going to be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version. Once again, that's Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It reads as follows. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and and shall name him Emmanuel. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For the next few moments that we have together, I ask that you pray with me on the topic, Miracle on Our Street. Miracle on Our Street. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to just thank you right now in advance for the message that we are about to receive, the message that is about to be delivered. I pray that you just use me right now, Heavenly Father. Empty out my spirit and fill me up with the Holy Ghost. Let the words in my mouth and the meditation in my heart be found acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my most blessed Redeemer. In your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Miracle on our street. First off, today is Christmas. So therefore, this this season takes on a different meaning for many of us. For a lot of us, this uh, time of the year is a somber time. That's right, because we're missing family members or we're missing a loved one, a friend, 
whoever who has touched us deeply. And one of the things that uh, it hurts the most is it, it starts to hurt the most when it's family get together times like this, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or birthdays, anniversaries. And it's kind of hard for us to see, to see that light, to see that path and to see the happiness that's supposed to come with this time of the year. And one of the reasons why the Lord guided me to this scripture today is to remind us because yes, this time of the year, those who are Christians, even the non-Christians, will hear the message about Jesus being born, a baby in the manger being born, and being born, born of Joseph and Mary, the virgin mother, and um, being trying to stay under the radar because the king was trying to make sure that Jesus was not going to be by stuffing out all the the firstborn sons, which I believe was an abomination. But you know what? It happened. Um, a lot of people always talk about this, about Jesus, the story of Jesus being the greatest story ever told. Seen movies on it, even read books on it. And um, no matter where you where your belief falls, now if you happen to be listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, I believe that your belief falls under the category that Jesus actually did happen. It wasn't just a story. It was the greatest truth ever told. It was the greatest reality, that greatest real, the greatest truth that we could have ever been a part of. If we weren't a part of it in that time, we were actually a part of it in the aftermath. Because guess what? If Jesus didn't exist, well, how come the story is still going on 2,000 years later? If Jesus did not live this great life, how come we're still talking about him today? How come there are podcasts about him today? How come there's sanctuaries dedicated to him today? If this was just a fad, like many of the religious leaders back then thought, if Jesus was just a fad, he would have died out about five, ten years, twenty years after his his passing. He would have died out after his apostles passed away. That should be a sign enough that this is more. Jesus, uh, the story of Jesus is real. Now, you can choose to walk in your life and not believe it. That is your choice. You have free will. and Or you can choose to believe in it and move forward. Yes, in some cases, it seems like a lot these days that if, um, how do I put this? If you go the opposite path of what the Lord has called us to do, you're going to be rewarded in a different way. Now, on the outside looking in, it looks like that. It looks like everything is good. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about how they look at other people in relationships looking happy and looking like everything's at peace and they're content. I was trying to tell them that it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. They're probably not happy. They're just trying to put on the facade because they don't want to project their unhappiness onto you. Of course, the person shot me down and just pretty much said, hey, 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 I'm no dummy. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go off on me because you're feeling something that I'm also feeling. Amen. You know, I'm feeling it too, but I'm just not projecting it onto you. But don't project 
projected onto me because, quite frankly, I'm not trying to be negative about it. I'm trying to be positive and upbeat. You know, the Lord put me in a, in a position that I'm in for a reason, and I'm accepting the reason that there's a lot of sacrifices I made along the way. But you know what? The Lord has brought me here to this day, to this very moment, to be able to bring this message to you. Now, we can go and look at Isaiah 7 in its entirety, but technically, from verses 10 through about the end of the chapter 25, you get to learn a whole lot about the coming of Jesus. See, one of the things I loved about Isaiah is he prophesied, prophesied the coming of Jesus long before he was ever to come. You know, and one of the things he was trying to tell the people, he said, Jesus is coming. Now, he probably threw him off by calling him Emmanuel, by saying he's, and, and they should name him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. So, quite frankly, he was trying to prepare him because the Lord sent him this message, mind you. God sent him this message, just like God is sending me this message to you today. Because um, he, said, he said in verse 13, Hear then, O house of David. David, because remember, Jesus is supposed to be coming from David's bloodline, or at least be born through the bloodline of David. Amen? Because Joseph was a distant relative, just so you know. Is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? And then we segue right into today's text where it says, Therefore the Lord himself will send you, will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. Now, yes, when you look at this scripture and you look at that text, first thing you say, it does not say he was going to be, Jesus was going to be born of a virgin, from a virgin that was scheduled to marry Joseph and whatnot, but in order, and whatnot, and so you'd be thinking, uh, there's, there's some loopholes. That's why some, some faiths don't believe that Jesus was the son of God, and if you go based just off of this text, I can understand why. But when you think about it, man is born in sin. Jesus is supposed to come out, come into the world with no sin. So therefore, it had to be different. It had to be completely different. It had to be a God thing. Amen. But anyway, going back to the to the story about this time of the year for all of us. It's kind of hard for us to get through. So my message for you today, that's right, we're going, we're going a little off the reservation, but not completely off the reservation because we're still within the text of today. Because think about it. First point, you are the gift. I'll say it again for my note takers. You are the gift. See, a lot of people are struggling to be able to get gifts for everybody. And if you were... In, up here where I'm in, in the Chicago area, we've had one of, one of the worst weather, uh, one of the first big snowstorms uh, of the season. But in addition to that, we've also had the first big extremely cold weather drop out there. The temperatures are below, way below zero, even with the wind chill makes it even feel like it's worse than that. And, and some people are saying, I didn't get a chance to go out there. So they decided to get gifts. So what did they do? They decided to tough it out even on the last day, Christmas Eve, go out and try and get gifts in this extremely cold weather. But they were missing the point. A lot of us have missed the point. I've talked to some people who said, 
uh, my kids want this, my kids want that. Missing the point. Here's the point. You are the gift. Material things can be replaced. Material things can be gotten at any time of the year. Amen. But the one thing that cannot be gotten at any time of the year, can't be replaced ever, is you. You yourself. You are the gift. If you are the parent, you are the gift. If you are the kid, you are the gift to the parent. Amen. It reminded me uh, of a movie, an old movie um, called Hook. Um, it was about a grown-up Peter Pan, uh, played by Robin Williams. And uh, one of the one of the things in the movie is Peter could not remember his happy thought because he had to go back to Neverland to save his kids from Hook. One thing he had to remember he was Peter Pan, and the second thing is he had to remember what made him happy and he did not remember what his happy thought was until near the near the end of the movie where he finally remembered his happy thought was he wanted to be a father he did not know he probably couldn't remember as a kid because he was a kid he put that he put it away but then when he remembered all of a sudden he was flying he was doing everything that a peter pan would ever do but he told his son he said you want to know what my happy thought was? It was you. And you know what? That's when, that's the pinpoint of this of the, this point. You are the gift. You know, I think about it every now and again. I think about my youngest nephew. I think about my oldest nephew too, but most importantly, my youngest nephew, because uh, we have a bond. We have a connection, you know, and uh, whenever he's in town, we, we get together, we do things and uh, have a good time too, because quite frankly, I enjoy his presence. You know, one time, he just, he put it together. He told me on his last trip, he said, Uncle B, I, he calls me Uncle B. He said, I want you to be happy, man. I said, I'm happy. He said, no, I want you to be really happy. I want you to be able to have a family and whatnot. And I was like, I will. You know, I mean, I said, it wasn't my 100% focus, but I'm still, I'm looking forward to it one day, you know, why wouldn't I? Because I don't want to be alone for the rest of my days. I don't want to walk this planet without somebody next to me, hand to hand, and be able to raise a kid of my own and and see them become a productive member of the society. But you know what? When he told me one thing, he said, you're a gift. And then I said, you are my gift too. Because, you know, you made me realize a few things. You made me see things from a different viewpoint. I pray that I do the same thing for you as well. That's what I told him. You know, in addition to knowing that you are the gift, we also got to remember that we are the miracle. Amen. I'll say that again for my note takers. We are the miracle. The more we study the scripture and we study all scriptures, we know that when we go into the into the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Mostly Matthew and Luke touch more on Jesus's birth more than the others. They, they, they bring it up, but they don't talk about it in detail. They don't talk about how, how Mary, uh, Mary's uh, cousin was uh, pregnant with, uh, with, with John the Baptist. And, you know, right around the same time, there was a big, big story about that. And, you know, whenever they came together, the babies were kicking, kicking in the belly and whatnot, and then, and John's father uh, went mute for a while because he was told what to name his son, but at first he seemed like he was in denial of doing that, but then 
when he finally, obviously with a lot of prayerful meditation from being silent for so long, he finally realized, I'm going to name him John. So, and from there on, and then we all know the story of Jesus' birth in the, in the manger and whatnot. So, as we go on, you got to realize something. We all understand the story, but have you lived the story where you have become a miracle? Amen. I'll say it again. Have you lived a story where you've become the miracle yourself? Because quite frankly, I realized, you know, in my years of trying to help other people out, I tried to do the acts of random kindness. I've been doing that all my life, um, sometimes for the detriment of myself, my bank account or whatever. I always try to help others, you know, and I realized just recently how much of a miracle I am to somebody. I kept trying to push myself away, kind of just to say, that's not my not my thing, not my responsibility, because quite frankly, they're a friend or whatever. They need to help themselves. I can only help you once in a blue moon. No, it turns out I helped them more than a blue moon because the Lord wanted me to be a miracle for this person. And, and now I began, I've begun to understand why that is, because I am a miracle. And they are a miracle too, because quite frankly, they've given me a purpose. And one thing that a lot of us have and don't have is a purpose. So those that don't have a purpose will do anything for anyone, anytime, any reason. But if you're a person with purpose, you're doing it for a reason at any place at any time. I know it sounds the same, but when you think about it, a person with no purpose will do things and not even give a hoots and nanny why they're doing it. Amen. Me, on the other hand, I have a purpose. Quite frankly, it took me a while to figure it out. And in addition to me doing this and me talking to the person uh, as I'm helping them out, I began to understand what my purpose is. Quite frankly, I began to understand what I need to study to be able to get to another level. Yes, I got a decent job, but it's not the greatest job in the world. But you know what? It has allowed me the opportunity to to take a step back and whew, take it in just like that. Take it in, breathe it in, breathe it out, and realize that I am a miracle because the Lord has blessed me to be a miracle, just like they blessed that person and another person and a person after that and a person after that. Now, what about you? Are you a miracle for somebody? Sometimes we don't see it that way. Maybe sometimes we feel like we're just a crutch for somebody. The Lord has called us to be a miracle. Bottom line, he's called us to be a miracle. Now, it may not be for the person you expected to be a miracle for, but you're a miracle for somebody. You're a miracle for a friend. You're a miracle for a friend of me. Matter of fact, you're a miracle for somebody you can't even stand right now. Amen? I've probably been a miracle for many people that didn't that didn't like me, didn't know me, didn't want to know me, didn't care to know me, couldn't care less about me. Amen? And I'm not just talking about it in the world of the work or the world of school, the world of social life, even in the church. Amen? I know a lot of people in church didn't like me for whatever reason because I sang pretty well or I preached better than they do or maybe it's because of the fact that I didn't go to seminary yet and I'm still being able to preach the word as if I did, as if I had many years of seminary under my belt. You know, I don't know. If you don't like me, that's fine. I understand it. I accept it. I pray for you regardless of whether or not you believe it or not. You are a miracle to me because you made me realize a few things about myself. Amen. In addition to being knowing that you are the gift, in addition to knowing that we, you and me, we are the miracle, you also got to remember that the Lord is still the reason. I'll say that again, and I'll add some emphasis at the end. The Lord is still the reason for the season. 
this this whole entire text is circled around the coming of the of, of Jesus. And today, that today that 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 service is set in, this represents the day that Jesus was born. Amen. Now, yes, we know that December twenty fifth was not obviously not the actual day that he was born. But you know what? That's fine. Because quite frankly, we all need a day to recognize it's our birthday. And I've heard the saying again, you know, born again. Every year where Jesus is born again. Think about it. Every year that we have a birthday, we're born again. Yeah, sometimes we get a little grayer, skins gets a little wrinklier, uh, some of the bodily functions start to do whatever it does or don't do, it doesn't do what it should do. Amen. I mean, that, that depends on you yourself. But guess what? We're still born again. And, you know, it, it, that, that phrase goes further than somebody coming back to Christ after backsliding. Amen. This is about you have another opportunity. Every year, when I was 40, I realized I needed to change some ways. I needed to do some things different. Matter of fact, I had already started ahead of time by changing careers, trying to do something different. Amen. Yeah, part of me was still stuck in that, that cycle that I was in. But you know what? I got off the cycle. And the Lord reminded me that there was more than just being on that certain cycle. Because, quite frankly, that cycle was killing me. Amen. It was not just killing me physically. It was killing me emotionally and spiritually. It, it didn't attack the mental, but it kind of did at the same time. Amen. Took me a minute. Took me a while. But you know what? A lot of prayer and supplication, I moved up. I moved forward to where I am right now. Do I love what I do? I wouldn't say no, and I definitely wouldn't say yes. But I will say this. The Lord is still blessing me because I know he was the reason for the season. Amen. He brought me someplace for a reason. Like I said, I, he was last week or the week before that. I I figured out what my purpose was at this particular location, uh, this particular job I'm on. I fulfilled a piece of that mission. I planted a seed. These two brothers, they were going toe-to-toe -to -toe over a philosophical debate about, about God. You know what? I told one, I said, you planted the seed. Let the Lord do the rest. The other one, he and I started talking a little bit more. He and I never talked. We never talked until a couple of days ago. And we were talking and we were joking and whatnot. In other words, it was kind of like, we, we, and technically, we're two different people. And the beautiful thing is, and I realized, I said, I was a gift that day, uh, that one particular day. And I seen, seems like the Lord had me serve as a miracle for both, both men, young men. And then reminded me, Lord is still the reason. Amen. So look at your story. Look at who you talk to. Yes, I know some people have jobs they can't stand can't stand whatsoever. They they hate going in. They hate phoning in, depending on what you do. Even if you work from home, you may not even like going to work. Amen. But you know what? I, I would love to work from home. I would. Amen. Because quite frankly, I I feel comfortable here. I already got spaces slotted out just for, for the office. But anyway, that's me. But the Lord has blessed you. If the Lord has blessed you, to wake up every day with a sound mind and wake woke you up to re and you know what your name is. You know how old you are. You know your responsibilities. You know your address. You know what you're here for. That is a great thing. You see, that is a miracle on our street. 
That's a miracle on my street. It's a miracle when I even remember why I'm here. It's a miracle to, to know that I do these podcasts every week for somebody. Somebody out there, a lost soul that needs to be found by the Lord. Now, I may not preach it in the way that most seasoned ministers do in, in the pulpit. But you know what? The Lord didn't call me to be like them. The Lord called me to be me to you. Amen. Talk to you on a relational level. Amen. I'm not going to come here and, and throw big words at you. Because quite frankly, throwing big words at you is just going to push you further away from the Lord. Amen. I pray that many of my seasoned, seasoned colleagues will pick up on that one and learn that, yes, you got the education. You got the scholarship. That's beautiful. Use it wisely. Amen. If you got to talk the big, the big words, do it in front of your peers. Amen. If you did it in front of me, you would impress me. But to do it in front of those who are not on your level. Well, I'll say it like this. Not on that particular spectrum. All right. Put it like that because it sounds it sounds better. It sounds a little bit more relational. If they're not on that on that particular level with you. In other words, you're here, they're here. In order to get them here, you have to come down here. But that doesn't mean you stay here and let them drag you down and keep you here. No, you bring them up. You bring them up, but you don't bring them up with the big words. You bring them up with their words, amen? Bring them up the words that you knew before you learned the big words, amen? That's how you become a miracle on our street. That's how you become a miracle on this street. That's how you become a miracle in this world. You know, this name was inspired by an old movie called Miracle on 34th Street, where this young kid uh, met this department store Santa. Believed that this person was the real Santa. At first, nobody else believed that it was. And then they find out it was the real Santa. Kind of, kind of like you. You are a representative of Jesus. Quite frankly, they could yank your beard. I remember a kid did that to me one year. That's why I don't grow my beard out that long. But, <laughs> but um, when you showcase that you are the Santa, let's just put it this way. You are the real Santa in, in, a, in a sense. You are bringing them a miracle. You are the Jesus that they need right then and there. You may not be the Jesus that, that saved you, but you are the Jesus that saves them. In other words, that means you taking on the cloak. You taking on the armor. You hear that saying a lot, taking on the armor of God. Well, guess what? That's what we have to do to showcase our mir the miracles that the Lord has blessed us to have and to be. So, I leave with you today, I end this today to challenge you to be a miracle, not just on December 25th, not just on whenever Thanksgiving is, not just on your birthday, it's not on their birthday, not on just an anniversary, every day, 365. You'll be that gift every day. You'll be that miracle every day. And remember that the Lord is still the reason that you have a season and have another season and a season after that. And oh yeah, another season after that. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the message and the messenger. We pray that this word is applied in our lives and our walk and our journey. We pray that you just continue to keep us going, oh Heavenly Father. Keep us, keep us going on that path to remind us that we are the gift and remind us that we are the miracle and also to remind us that you are the reason for each and every season. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God.
I want to thank you all for tuning in on this special Christmas Day service. I pray that you and your families have the most exciting Christmas ever. That's right, I do. I really pray that you all have the best Christmas yet. That's right. And I can't say any more than that. But for those who want to reach out and uh, to invite me to your church, podcast, or radio show, you can reach out at www.safehavenpodcast.org. Go to the ministry contact slash prayer request section. You can send out a request there or a prayer request. Either or, I will definitely uh, check it out and get back to you as soon as possible. If you want to just listen to all the, the past messages, you can go right on here. That's also at the podcast uh, website. You can also... You can also... Um, Register to be a guest if you like. There's a register as a guest section. Um, in the meantime, guys, I'm going to wish you a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas day. And I pray that I see you again in the new year, which is obviously next week. Next Sunday is New Year's. Amen. Ain't that something? The Lord is blessing us immensely. In the meantime, I'm your host, Reverend Brian C. Pusley for Safe Haven Podcast. And... As we get ready to pray out, I'm wishing you a blessed one. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray right now that you just be with us. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Walk with us, God with us, lead with us, and have us share this message with any and everyone that we have ever come in contact with, oh Heavenly Father. We pray that they hit the share button, oh Heavenly Father. We pray that they send this to 50 people, send this to 100 people, send this to 500 people, oh Heavenly Father. Send this to as many people as possible so that the message of it, your message can get out to the whole entire world, oh, Heavenly Father. We pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. I'll see you all next week. Have a blessed one. This was an LTD Entertainment presentation.